You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at iwuishow.com. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you, and your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Howdy, DC on-screen fans. How would you like a piece of original artwork from one of us here at DC On Screen? All right, we're aware that you've never thought of that before, but here's the deal. We need your help. Um, because the internet is a giant monster that requires numbers and regular feeding times. And then these, these, these algorithm things that are like our personal demons that we can't defeat alone. Do the right thing. Go over to iTunes. Give us a, a five-star review or a more honest review if you feel absolutely led to. And then email yeah. us at dconscreen at gmail.com. What we're going to need you to do is just write in an address. Tell us who you are. Give us whatever address you want to want us to send you something at. You know, if, we, if you don't want us to know where you live, send it to your neighbors and go steal his mail, whatever. Yeah. Just... Give us that, and then we need you to write Dave or Jason, and then we need you to write the name of a character. We're going to send you a piece of artwork. All I can say about it is that one of us is a good artist and one of us is not. If you've actually been listening to every episode, you might know the secret answer to that, uh, to who you should really ask, but um, hey, or toss a coin. You know, once you you get the picture from us, uh, take a picture of it or scan it or something. Send it back to us, and we'll put it on Facebook, just like we do with your DC loot. Yeah. (laughs) Send it back with, like, critiques if you want to. We don't give a fuck. You know. (laughs) Draw over it, you know, pull a Deadpool. One of us might cry. (laughs) (laughs) We'll both probably probably cry. But whatever. Point is, you know, it's it's come that time. It's it's the classic call to action. We need some. We need to get out there. We need to get a little bit of the uh, the review game going. Um, and uh, this is this is our humble offering. Yeah, humble offering. Very humble. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it any better myself, man. That was a good pitch. Oh, thank you. All right. With that said, uh, settle in for a new episode of DC on Screen. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello! Oh, man. New episode this week. New episode here. Not of anything that we watch, but new news episode. That's not there's our fault, lots of news. by the way. There's just nothing happening. It's... Well, there's stuff happening. I mean, there's promos. I've got five, I, I've got five pages here, man. Five pages of promos? <laughs> No. It is the actually. time of the promos. Uh, well, yeah, actually it is, but we're not really going into those a lot. Um, <laughs> we kind of just, oh my gosh, man. Roll, man. Get it rolling. <sighs> yeah, I guess we should go. Yeah. Um, so, Batman vs. Superman, the original soundtrack by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL has been released. Hmm. Um, we won't be going into the track listing. Thank God. Because that holds potential spoilers. It's a mistake that I, I, is often made, often made mm-hmm. with soundtracks. Mm-hmm. You can 
Yeah, just read the whole track listing of or the the, the act listing almost, but. Mm-hmm. And there's also a big spoiler going around, possible spoiler that we won't talk about <laughs> for Batman versus Superman. So we're acknowledging it here, as we often do. We're, we were not derelict <laughs> in our duties. Um, <laughs> there's just no point in talking about. Neither that. were we that stringent to them. Now, if things have already been said or, or, or come out with by executive producers or whatever, yeah, we're going to get some spoilery on that. But uh, I think that's where we yeah. we. You know, we, we've been kind of forming this line haphazardly, but I think that is where the line is actually drawn. Uh, if it yeah, comes from an like official an source, we, it's like fair game for us. Mm-hmm. Um, some NDL Reddit guy, though. That's no, it's not. Yep. Now, uh, eight new Batman vs. Superman spots did come out. Um, there's only one of them that really interested me in as far as like being indicative of anything. Um I guess there's kind of two, but the the main one for the TV spots was um, Batman uh, racing around a corner in the Batmobile, mm-hmm. and Superman is just standing there, and he runs into Superman, and the car like hits Superman like, and flips, flips the hell the out. Side. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. You did? I did. I did. It, it's um, I, it's the the I don't give a fuck look on Superman's face when he hits him with a freaking car <laughs> is priceless. <laughs> Yeah. Not one damn. The the actual shot to me looked really bad. Like <laughs> So yeah, I I just I thought the unfortunately I thought the the shot looked really bad. Um I didn't have a problem with it. This time. Walk- I mean, I I've agreed with most of the critiques of the shot. The main two problems I've had with the shots and and to I'll give it this credit. Of all the footage we've seen of of BBS so far, the two problems yep. I've had, one, Doomsday, don't like his introduction, don't like him barreling down the side of that building, don't like the way he's standing there, don't like the look on his fucking face. I just didn't like anything about that shot. And mm-hmm. then the most obvious green screen powered shot I've seen in quite some time. Um, right. Let me put it this way. The Avengers did a power shot in circle in the middle of a day, and it still looked better. That should yep. be hard to do. But um, aside from those two, I haven't really had that many qualms. Uh, this included, I like the shot of the, the uh, what do you call it? I don't know, Bat Wreck? Yeah, I guess so. Um, Zack Snyder was on Conan. He uh, <laughs> he preview uh, well. He put out a, a new clip of Batman vs Superman, and it picks up right from that Batman driving into Superman thing. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, everyone thinks it's on the internet that Batman just drove into Superman, like he was trying to like hurt Superman with his car. I don't think that's the case. I'm pretty sure Superman was just standing around the corner, and Batman didn't realize he was there until it was too late. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, that's what happened. Don't get me wrong; either one of those could be true, but don't get attached to one of them yet. There's no, well, yeah. I, I don't see a reason it could be one or the other necessarily. Well, the reason the reason I say that is because Batman had like did that like hard turn right, and then all of a sudden there was Superman. Well, so. he's, like he's drifting, but I can't tell if he's kind of drifting around a corner and thought, "Oh fuck, a Superman," or if he kind of <laughs> like saw Superman and was like, "I'm gonna get this guy." Oh, mere seconds before slamming into Superman's shins. Right. Batman. <laughs> no effect whatsoever. <laughs> Batman had a sudden and inexplicable urge to eat pancakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Yeah, go check out our Man of Steel review if you haven't already. Right. And I'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> so this new clip that Snyder uh, debuted on Conan... Mm-hmm. Um, Picks up seemingly right after that. Uh, Superman walks over to the Batmobile, 
you see super uh, you see Batman uh, in the car looking confused there's you know steam and shit everywhere and uh, he rips off the Superman rips off the doors and uh, Batman stands up and he tells him next time you shine your light in the sky don't go to it the bat is dead buried consider this mercy Wow Batman uh, Superman yeah Superman turns to walk away and Batman stand, uh, Batman tells him tell me do you bleed? <laughs> right okay it's kind no, of the famous and, line the tagline of this movie though right and he as he flies away he just he i remember him saying you will yeah yeah um i don't know man I, it, it's none of that none of that annoys me no no none of that annoys me <laughs> yeah i maybe this is you know i hopefully this is going to be good for us because they'll they'll come in they'll Give us all these TV spots and mm-hmm. let us forget the, the terrible second trailer and mm. it'll be good. Now there's some uh, there are some conspiracy theorists out there mm-hmm. who, despite everything, are now claiming that um, because Superman said um, the bat is dead, bury it. Um, that this actually does happen after Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I don't think that's the case, guys. I j- I'm sorry. I don't. Come on, fellas. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not going to be true. I mean, there are elements of Dark Knight Rises in this thing, but it's not going to be. Sure. It's just not going to be. I mean, I'm. I say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I don't want this. I don't want anything to do with Dark Knight Rises. I. I don't want this to be have anything to do with it at all. It doesn't have to be. Dark Knight Rises did. Not, it, I mean, first of all, the animated movies. All I ever need, personally, and. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll add anything to it. I like them. I like them taking elements from it. I do because the the only time that the that Batman returning from not being Batman I think has ever worked is that story. Dark Knight Rises. Or oh Dark Knight God. Returns. Dark Knight Returns is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about Rises. No, I'm sorry. I was way off. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. I was way off. I, I was trying to find you know, one of the promos you were fault. talking about and like completely missed your words. Yeah, no, it's it's their fault. It's their fault for making the the title so similar, right? Because <laughs> I can't I'll be bothered him. to remember a, a whole word. <laughs> Not in this society, sir. <laughs> Not in this society. Express your uh, opinion oh. in 140 characters, or fuck off. So uh, yeah, uh, we talked about this last week, but I figured an extra little bit of news has come out for it, so mm-hmm. I figured I'd mention it once again. New promos for the uh, CW special Dawn of the Justice League have been airing. This is the special that will give a new trailer for Suicide Squad and a sneak peek at Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they've been airing promos for that, and it's not even it's not only hosted by Kevin Smith, but also Jeff Johns. Yeah, yeah, I saw that he's going to pop on. So that's that's exciting. That is. And again, that's uh, Tuesday, January nineteenth at nine p.m. Uh, Eastern. Eastern, yeah, yeah. Eastern. Like, Jeff Johns is secretly just the guy we all implicitly trust. He's kind of he's kind of like he's the guy that has held all of this together for me. It, it could have gone crazier and crazier several times, and I, I appreciate him being I, the one to say like, "No, that's really not how that character's supposed to be used like at all. You need to use this guy instead." I I accept a lot of what Jeff Johns does with folded arms. <laughs> <laughs> What's this now? Trust well, all right, but well, all right. Just, just watch I, your step. I Jeff have Johns. the I have the unfounded <laughs> suspicion that he's the one that convinced uh, 
Diane Nelson that like, no, seriously, we can use these characters a few times. It'll be okay. Right. Um, so I, I give him the credit with no real evidence. Yeah. Well. Anywho, our uh, friend Christopher White sent us a link. Apparently, Jesse Eisenberg over on the on the twelfth mm-hmm. stopped by Midtown Comics to sign Lex Luthor comic books. Hmm. Now, Chris thought it was it was probably not the best time that they should wait until after the movie. I disagree. I think this is the perfect time before the shitstorm hits and they're not worth anything anymore. Right. I Oh my gosh. <laughs> just simple simple uh my logic on it would be like before the movie 100% of the people are excited about the opportunity. After the movie right. X percent of the people are happy with you and the other percent really don't like you anymore. Right, and it doesn't matter how good the movie is. Like, there will be a shitstorm. There's always going to be. I mean, it, if it's ninety percent good, that's still ten percent of people that don't like you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And DC fans, even more so than Marvel fans, I've found are a little, little more fickle. A little bitchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to go with that with that word, but sure. <laughs> I, I speak of us. I don't know. I mean, fuck. You know what? It's 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 really hard because like you have like something like the comic books, you have like the Batman animated series, you have ways so many animated series. Mm-hmm. Like not only BTAS, you have Batman the Brave and the Bold, you have the Batman, be uh, beware the Batman. All of them are very pretty drastically different in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have all the, the the movies and everything. It's just you know Marvel has been like creating something similar in tone across the board for like 10 years. And that's the, the first thing that they've really had, uh, in, on the screen, except for like the old Fox kids stuff, which there are some Marvel fans who will swear by that. And that like, this is all shit, whatever, buddy. I'm sorry. I I kind of wonder like how much, how much do people hold like the, the endless rebooting of Spider-Man against the rest of the Marvel universe? I know it's um, absolutely disconnected, but that's my point. Like, do people still, mm, you know, kick Marvel in the shins going, why? Why did you do that to us? Well, we didn't. It wasn't us at all. You sold the rights. Yeah, we didn't know. Well, if they hadn't sold the rights, they wouldn't be doing... Way before it was an option. If they hadn't sold the rights, they wouldn't be doing Marvel as they're doing it now, so... I know. I mean, they made sacrifices. But, yeah, so... But I just feel like our... I feel like our fan base with with DC is a lot more splintered um, with people arguing over... You know which one is the true continuity? There's not a one. This is multiverse, guys. Mm. Yeah, it sure as yeah. hell is now. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I actually, there was some hope a few times. I mean, it, it looked here and there. It looked like they were going to really, you know, compile it down. To like, no, seriously, we're doing this, guys. It's never, it's never worked. Mm-hmm. It's just never worked for more than a couple. Of I years, will say maybe? this, and that's a stretch. Yeah. Um, I will say this though, um, and we're about to get into some, some toys, some really cool kind of stuff that's coming out, but, um, I actually went, me and Bethany went to a Toys R Us on Wednesday and I shot a video and I'm going to put it up on the, uh, DC on screen, uh, Facebook page. Excellent. But it, they, we walk in and there's a display for Batman vs Superman toys right away. Mm-hmm. Like right as we walk in, then there are others later on, but some of them look actually really pretty bad, but the marketing for them is DC Comics Multiverse. They've got Batman and the Flash and Green Arrow and Superman in the same packaging, all labeled Multiverse. Hmm. Hmm. I found that incredibly interesting. Like this is like Bat- Batman v Superman, Arrow and the Flash, as CW would have them. Multiverse. Wow. Yeah, I would like to see those. How? I mean, yeah. did you um, did you manage not to buy that? 
I did manage not to buy that. I did, however, buy a uh, NECA Adam West Batman figure. Oh well, no, no one, no one, yeah, yeah, no one can blame you. <laughs> I've never um, seen you walk away from an Adam West figure of any kind, sort, or I, I don't know that you've ever been able to successfully not buy one of those. Mm-hmm. Well, but um, I, yeah, that video is going to have it, some. That video is going to have some spoilers for po- possible spoilers because I mean it's right out there. Mm-hmm. So I'll 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 send send you a, a separate picture of some stuff. But <laughs> cuz you're I, not going to want to watch the video, man. You're just not. <laughs> the the toy spoilers? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I know. There's a reason <laughs> I avoid all news about toys like in the months leading up to a movie. I really do. There's no know, there's man. no way that they always get that they I don't know if they just don't think about it or if they don't care. They don't care. Is it just they don't care? <laughs> is it just is it really that bad that no one cares anymore? Well, I don't know. It's like okay, it's, I think it's that the toys aren't necessarily indicative of something that's going to be happening in the movie. Um, I, w- I was just re- reading an article recently about uh, someone was pointing out like the Dark Knight Rises toy line, and they were like, "Why is everyone freaking out about certain things in the Batman vs Superman toy line? This doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Look at this and." Like, we see like golden drill Batman from the Dark Knight Rises. I don't even and it know. Was, like, Christian Bale painted gold, and he had a giant drill. I, I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, so it's a toy line, man. Uh, just because you know, it's quite possible that they, you know, in order not to spoil certain things in the movie, they went ahead and created something that wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. Sometimes it looks like they clearly grab something from, you know, the final act and throw it out there. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, I know there's a lot of the extra crap like that, but. It's just that you can't tell. That's the problem. Right. It, it, now, um, it all just sort of sits there festering in my memory until I've actually seen the film. And, you know, the worst part about it, there's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no reward to it. It's not like when I'm done, I'm still like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't get that toy that I was never going to buy. I was never going to go buy the golden drill Batman. That was never on my agenda. Never. <laughs> I was never going to envy not having it. it. It just, the the toy thing annoys the crap of me. It's actually, I mean, of all the aspects of, of DC and even the DC loot that I really do love, I, generally the toys are the ones that are that they're most mishandled and uh, I care least for them, I think. Mm. Yeah, there a lot of these toys for Batman vs Superman do not look that great. Like the ones that are for the Moffex figures, like the the Moffex figures molds are pretty pretty good. Like the paint jobs are nice and everything. Like the the ones for just regular retail, not so great. Um, I just, if I go to, but they are releasing. If I go to one of the major stores, just walk down that that toy aisle, you know, in the months preceding mm-hmm. a movie, about one out of ten things I'm gonna look at and go, wow, someone actually, that's a good angle, that's a good toy, that is. I would really love to have had that. The rest of it just, it looks like every idea they could, they threw it out there, manufactured it, and see if it sells. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? The the one company that really does well um, is Star Wars. Like, I I don't want, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I don't want the toys, but I kind of want them. <laughs> they look good, man. <laughs> they look good. Yeah. I've been circling a couple of Millennium Falcons for like three months. I don't, I don't even know what to do with staring it. Staring at them. Yeah, I don't blame. So they released a uh, Batman vs Superman Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> all right, and here's the here's the part where it becomes all all kinds of around again. That I would buy. Yeah, now more than nostalgia. Here's the, here's when's the, the last time you played Rock'em Sock'em Robot? But 
the last time I cared was when I was about five. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing about this toy, though, is the headline that I read announcing it said, BVS Rock'em Sock'em Robots is, parentheses, probably, spoiler free. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of that. <laughs> How hard can it be to make a spoiler free Rock'em Sock'em Robot, man? <laughs> he's got like four, co- know, even in just... the trailers, he's got like four or five costume changes. Just mm-hmm. just throw Superman. I mean, th- there's basically one Superman costume so far. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that one change. But Batman's got like five to choose from. Pick your favorite. Throw them up there. I don't know. So um, that Funko is yeah. Funko is starting a uh, a new box line. DC Comics Legion of Collectors. Mm-hmm. It's a situation where you, you spend fifty dollars. No, sorry. Uh, it's a fifty dollar value for twenty five bucks. It's uh, every other month. You get a box, like a Legion of Collectors box, has a hundred percent exclusive pop, vinyl, uh, apparel, accessories, collectibles, and more. They say hmm. LegionofCollectors.com is where you can go to sign up for that. Um, it starts out with the Batman v Superman box. These things are always kind of cool. I I've kind of always wanted to do one of them. Like it's like the the nerd box or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, I never random I, stuff. I I usually like I'll see somebody's month. And then get really excited mm-hmm. about it, like, oh my god, it was a great box. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see their next month and go, oh man, I'm glad I didn't get involved right then. Because right. they are kind of crapshoot, uh, right? Yeah, a little bit. Every now and then you'll get one but and this... there's like one decent like Doctor Who sticker in there. And the rest of it's just $40 worth of crap you would never have bought. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the rough part of it. But this is a DC Comics thing, so yeah. at least they're narrowing it down a little right. bit. Um, and it's Funko. I usually like the Funko stuff, but you no. Know. There you go. I, they're not an official sponsor or anything. I just thought I'd mention it because it seemed like a pretty cool thing. I know at least four or five people who would probably want to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I don't have many friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how we contact them. We don't use phones anymore. Um, <laughs> it's a new day. Smoke signals, sir. Smoke signals. <laughs> Um, You're going to strap the website to the pigeon's foot and send him on his way. No need for pigeons, sir. I've got smoke signals. Pigeons to advance for you? Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Too many characters. <laughs> absolutely. So um, David Ayer, uh, director of Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. was talking about Batman slash Batflick um, being in the, in the movie. Uh, he says, uh, we made him fight. He's awesome. You really get us. You really sense that. But for the grace of God, he himself would be doing some really foul stuff out in the world. <laughs> I love that description. Mm-hmm. Um, Affleck says that um, he is bound by non-disclosure clauses a mile long, mm-hmm. and is unable to divulge pretty much anything about his involvement with Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, he did say he was really impressed by the entire team. He said, I felt like I have such a cool cousin. This thing that is so awesome is somehow related to me, and that was really exciting because it started to feel like a constellation of things, and I've never had that feeling. Um, hmm. That's cool. It is. David Ayer, though, um, kind of started uh, bitching out Marvel again for no reason. Why, David? Uh, why? <laughs> I don't know. Be nice. He's talking about the idea of bringing all the Warner Brothers and DC stuff, uh, future films and whatnot, to connect. And he says, but unlike Marvel, uh, there's a little more to it than 
simply dropping a cutscene at the end credits to Link Project. You really have to be thinking three movies downrange and how today's movie will impact more later cycle projects. <laughs> Dude, if you sat down and watched three Marvel movies, you would see that they're doing exactly the same shit you are talking about, you windbag. Not only is it... He's acting like, oh, no, it's not such a big deal. No, it is a big fucking deal. And the whole reason you're able to do what you are, you're doing right now with your life is because they did it. Exactly. Calm your and, tits, David. But, like, they do. They, that's one of the big problems people say with Marvel movies is that no movie feels like its own movie because they're throwing too much for future movies into it. Like, shut up, Ayer. God. I, I mean, I that's get the complaint. I do. It, it's, it's a matter of how much, I don't know, I... There are times where, yeah, you watch, you watch, uh, like Avengers two had that effect a little bit. It kind of felt yeah. like we were getting somewhere, sure. but I, had, I told you I had the same problem with Star Wars. I felt like yeah. it was a fun movie, but Me I felt too. like it was Act one of something, and I was ready to watch the next one yet. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it that's that's a yeah. problem that's built into the format. You got to live with it, and it's but it's you know worth he's it for saying that out of it. But he's saying that's not what they're doing. He's saying they just throw a thing at the end credits to link the projects, and that's just not what they've done not, at all. Not even close. Man. I, I doubt there's like a yarn-filled conspiracy nut board somewhere, but they've got a pretty damn good overlapping set of ideas about what happens when and who's I mean, grabbing I'm, what. I'm sure. I'm seriously sure that there is some small percentage of DC fans out there who are just sitting there going, mm-hmm, and check. He bashed Marvel. That means I'm definitely going to go see this movie because Marvel <laughs> sucks. I'm sure, but I hate to say people it, man, not going to see the movie? You look at those numbers, man, and it's Marvel people, you need Marvel people to come see your movie, They obviously buddy. come out in droves. I don't, Gosh. I mean, it's a type. Anyway. It, and and if, he's, uh, if, if Adam Warlock <laughs> shows up somewhere in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, so help me, I'm going to send him, personally send him a screenshot of, like, the middle of the movie of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 where you can see that cocoon in the background. And then the stinger mm-hmm. where the co- the cocoon's broken, and be like, you you, you realize this t- the 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 cocoon was there before the movie ended, right? And you know what and that showed up with? like four movies later. Just throwing it out there, buddy. If David Ayer actually ever sees that picture, he'll just be like, Psh, I don't watch Star Wars. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've seen Howard the Duck before. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm busy making a movie, bro. I didn't have time to go see Star Trek. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> I don't. It, I'll, I'll bitch about him being a bit a windbag, but so far I've loved every shot I've seen from his movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's I'm in that quandary myself. It's it's yeah. <laughs> uh, save for the weird Joker tattoos, I've I've been on board. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even completely off board those yet. I I'm it's it's still so damned intriguing. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to see what he's got. Yeah. So Chris Pine, uh, well, he's been saying a couple of things. He says that, by the way, he was never offered Green Lantern, ever. He's never had a conversation about Green Lantern. <laughs> Did he say all those things with, like, a mournful tone? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could say the in- sentence, no one ever offered me Green Lantern, without being sad when I say it. Yeah. Um, he does confirm that Wonder Woman, that there will be a World War One period in Wonder Woman. Um I mean, we pretty much knew that. Uh, Connie Nielsen of Mission to Mars and Mission to Mars and Gladiator is going to be uh, Hippolyta. They've uh, announced. Okay. So that narrows down who Robin Wright is playing in the movie. I guess. Hmm. I don't know. Xerxes? Artemis? Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> who is? Anyway. Now, um, 
God, did did you ever remember we were talking about her the other day and I meant to look her up. Uh one of uh one of Diana's friends back on the island that's got the uh, uh-huh. prophetic abilities. Oh yeah. We never did look her name um, up. Um no, I didn't. Uh let's see. Wonder Woman Psychic Woman. Typing, 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 typing. Um, yeah, that doesn't bring up anything that you would want to really look at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. It's not an overly fruitful search. But here's what we did come up with. Um, yeah. You were kind of hoping that if the movies combined in the way they were uh, they were threatening to. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's, there's already enough uh, theories and rumors out there about what Wonder Woman's up to. Sure. But wasn't that your idea for like, uh, we were listening to, okay, what the hell, why are there parademons in the Batman mm-hmm. BBS trailer, right? Right, if those are in fact parademons. But if, yeah. and they just look so fucking like they, parademons. They, lo- they do look like parademons, they I, do. I, I don't, there's not another thing I want to call them until you rule out parademons. Um, but the idea was, okay, alright, even if it is a nightmare, how the fuck does Batman know what a parademon looks like? Mm-hmm. And uh, the... Now I like your suggestion. What if it's, what if one of the reasons Wonder Woman's involved is because she's gotten information from her psychic friend, whose name shall remain, uh, uh, I guess, uh, in possession of the internet alone. And for, how, you still looking? Yeah. I guess. I'm. Uh, I kind of stopped. No, but um, um. But yeah. Harbinger. Was her name Harbinger? Nah, definitely not Harbinger. No, she's a she's Harbinger? a crisis character. God, I can't I can't remember. Yeah, you're right. Um. But um, gosh, she wasn't then. Yeah, your idea was that Wonder Woman comes back because it's not Batman's nightmare, but it's it's this woman's, this girl's nightmare. She tells yeah. Wonder Woman, "Hey, you know the world of man is about to really fuck itself up. You should probably get over there." Mm-hmm. And then we get Wonder Woman coming in to bang bang their heads together essentially and say, "You two need to get the shit together." Which I liked a lot more than any other version of of why there would be parademons there. Yeah. Also, there's this sword you should find. Yeah. Hmm. Also, there's this sword you should find while you're out there, you know. Yeah. Actually, I think it is Harbinger, dude. Is it really Harbinger? I really do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because she's a Harbinger for everyone but herself. <laughs> she can't see her future, but she can see everyone else's. Did they reuse her for the crisis? Or reuse the name? Uh, uh, I remember crisis, from Superman she has Batman. very little to do with... Uh... I remember her from Superman Batman Apocalypse. The one where she like sees um, Superman carrying uh, Supergirl's dead body. She thinks it's Supergirl's dead body, but it's really her own with the Supergirl hmm. cape, dra- or his cape draped over her. Right. Or whatever that was. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It didn't ring true for me either, but yeah, I guess that is her. But yeah, if that's her, she she was just like hanging out on the oh, island. Oh, yeah, you're right. So. No, 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 it is. It is. Lila. Her name's Lila Michaels. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. Forget how the hell she gets over to Themyscira, but somehow she does. After killing a monitor. Whatever. <clears throat> Think, eh. Things got weird back in those days. We don't talk about the killing of the monitors. It did and did not happen. <laughs> it's the Schrodinger's cat of the DC universe. It the I'll, I'll the like the monitors are a weird uh, a weird time frame. But I'll tell you what I'll take I'll take all of it for the one line and uh, it's like in one of the worst books of all the crises books. It's like countdown to final crisis, which is this weird clusterfuck mm-hmm. of like Jimmy Olsen having a big turtle superpower and Darkseid <laughs> playing chess with a bad monitor and. I don't know, man. It it yep. gets it gets real fucking strange. But somewhere at the end of that, um, they the the original Adam, Donna Troy, and Jason Todd essentially form like a 
a police uh, a policing force, I guess, for the monitors and show up to tell them, hey, you know, we think you should be monitored. And best line in the entire series for me. Um, the monitors start scrabbling about, well, we'll have to talk about this, blah, blah, blah. We, we really don't think that's necessary. And Palmer just tells them, you misunderstand. We didn't come to ask permission. We came to serve notice. And then they like multidimensionally flip out of uh, flip off the stage. Yep. That's a mic drop. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Moving on. And this moment in DC history provided by... <laughs> DC on screen. Provided by no one. Um, no one paid us for that crap. No, no one. No one. <laughs> um, there are rumors that Amber Heard of the Danish girl and Magic Mike Double XL, never seen either of those, mm-hmm. is uh, in talks or confirmed maybe for playing uh, Mira in uh, Aquaman. That's the uh, bride of Aquaman. Right. Yeah, so, you know, badass in her own right. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just, I can't imagine an Aquaman movie's going to make it. I just can't. Like, it's like the old Ookla the Mock song says, not even Peter David can make him cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm hoping. I, I, I've heard the least about his movie so far. Yeah. I, well, yeah, they did it. They, they're like doing it similar to the, the Wonder Flashes Woman movie. have been movie. DL, you know? Yeah, they're doing it similar to the Wonder Woman movie. They they threw a bunch of starving writers in a room and then threw a stake into the room. Uh, okay. Except with Aquaman, everyone just sort of stared at it and went, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. know what to do with this. Why can't he talk to fish? <laughs> Does he need to talk to fish? Can they hear him <laughs> under the water? Harry Potter spin on fish. this. Can we put a Harry Potter spin on this? <laughs> How about Black Manta? No. Um, Ocean Master. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere in the DCU, like, they've got to have a story Bible for the DCU in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if somewhere in there, there's a rule that says, pick what characters you want to some extent. Don't find, don't try, don't even suggest anyone with the word master in their name. Well, no, they've said that the, the rumor is that Ocean Master is going to be the bad oh, guy. Oh, is in it Aquaman for real? Oh. Yeah. Like, why would you not choose Black Manta? That makes no sense. He really does make a lot more no sense. No sense at all. And I, mm, I hadn't heard Master come up anywhere. I was feeling really good about that. Oh, well. Mm, no. They'll probably just call nope. him by his, like, Atlantean name and avoid the term. Like, Black Manta? That's ridiculous. How about that guy over there with the shell for a face? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> that evil fisherman guy? How about him? Yeah. All right, yeah, you want to jump over to TV? Yeah, we've we've sullied that environment well enough, I think. Yeah, yeah, we have. So January twelfth was the fiftieth anniversary of Bill Dozier's Batman series, starring Woo! Adam West and Burt Ward. Woo! Hi. Happy birthday! I don't want to. I don't want to actually get up and scream or anything, but that's mostly because I'm just really tired today. But mm. bless them. That's 50 years that I've... They've had an effect. Oh. They really have. There are very few people... Oh, definitely. Very few people in the world that don't know the phrase, same bat time, said bat channel. Yeah. So, I mean, gosh. Gosh, Bruce. What a wonderful <laughs> series. <laughs> oh. Um. <sighs> speaking of uh, past... Well, yeah. Speaking of uh, 
past or you might say old Batman series, uh, Batman animated series, they are now releasing a, uh, DC Collectibles is releasing a six inch scale deluxe Batmobile, uh, toy. It looks freaking amazing. The TAS Batmobile was my favorite Batmobile ever. It was really cool. Um, so, so they're actually weirdly long. Weirdly long, and but I I love it. It looks awesome. I, even and as a kid, I, going, I kept watching that, going, that seems totally unmaneuverable. Like surely there's a a sharp corner somewhere in Gotham. Well, you can actually hear the commentary from the from Bruce Tim and Paul Dini laughing over like how they had these like big hilly sceneries, and like you would have they they show the Batmobile rolling over them. They they would call it the rubber Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, it has to kind of torque a little because bit. it would turn. <laughs> yeah, because like on on a. The length of that thing on like a twenty degree hilltop, it, the thing would just beach itself at the top of the hill, <laughs> spinning its poor, I'm sure four wheel drive tires. I can't yeah. touch anything. Yeah, but dude, it looks like the original Batmobile. I mean, it looks like the TAS Batmobile, cool. and it has a. It comes with a light up bat signal and a an exclusive Batman and Robin figure that goes along with this new Batman animated series figure line they've been putting out, mm-hmm. and it um. They gave it posable cloth capes so that they can sit in the Batmobile. Hmm. And a light-up bat signal. I know I already said that, but I was really, really excited about that. <laughs> um, so it's going to be available in August for like 175 bucks. I hate to say it, but I think I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Well, you got time to save. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, um, it, your movies, like, sorry. right, the movies you're going to have to absolutely, absolutely have to watch, right? You've got uh, Deadpool, BBS, Civil War, and then you head till August. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Suicide Squad mm-hmm. to save to save the necessary money for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more movies than that coming out and I'd watch. I mean, you know, I, hey, I, I I feel bad, but I'm probably gonna have to see Ivan Ooze over in the X Men universe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, forgot about him. And there's other stuff. Uh, we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> so I, I was remiss, did not mention this last week, but Teen Titans is dead at TNT. Oh, yeah. They're not making the live-action Teen Titans movie, uh, not a movie show, uh, anymore at TNT. Uh, here were all the people who were not a part of the show, apparently. Cyborg, Beast Boy, mm-hmm. Kid Flash, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, and Speedy. I know if, if you're like me, you're wondering what the hell was the point of doing a damn Teen Titans show then. Yeah, right. I, if, I, without well, Speedy, at the very least. Well, they had I, some Nightwing of those. And Oracle. Yeah, I mean, Nightwing and Oracle was going to be nice. I think you said Raven was going to be there. They had Raven and Starfire and Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove was a weird thing. I feel like that was like, who can we afford? Yeah. Now, here's weird. Here's the weirdest thing. Akiva Goldsman, the dude who wrote Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, wrote the pilot. Oh, God. Well, no wonder it died. Um, I mean, he's an Oscar-winning writer. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know if he just doesn't understand superheroes. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I've heard I've heard him say that you know at that level you just kind of do whatever the studio tells you to do. So does that apply to TNT though? Really? I mean, yeah, I feel like they probably could have done it. I, it did it just sound like a show that was way too expensive for TNT because that was my absolutely that, that was my real problem. Absolutely, and that's like Legend of well, Tomorrow, for instance. I I've, I only have my heart set on one season. I, that's all. That's all mm-hmm. I'm hoping for. Because yeah. it's going to be so much money to make. Yeah, it might be. Might be expensive. I don't know. But I'll bet um, this if they do. Uh, are they going to do a crossover? A, a spring crossover? I can't remember. Who? Season finale crossovers? Is that a thing? I can't remember. I don't know. I think they were Sometimes. just going to. A lot of dumps. St- I thought they were just going to like let everyone tell their separate stories and, you know, there's going to be a mention here and there, but I don't think they were coming back for like another Flaro 
episode or anything. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything on that scale, but like last year, they did kind of pop over for each other's season finales briefly. Okay. Right. If they actually get a season two though of, of LOT, because I know he likes going the the fall finales right before he hits those. They you know it's around episode mm-hmm. eight and nine. They really want to do the the crossovers and everything. Um, right. If I, it's probably gonna, if they do like a I'll call it a flaret crossover with all three. <laughs> That, that will be the biggest ratings they get that they've had for any one single episode of any of their shows altogether. I'd like them to cross over with Gotham, call them Flarem. <laughs> Flotham. <laughs> Got Flaro? I don't know. Um, <laughs> speaking of Gotham, though, uh, Ben McKenzie is saying a whole bunch of shit, man. And... Uh, he de- he says that uh, well they asked him if Jerome would be back and he says oh he might be coming back I can't really say and then he went yes <laughs> <laughs> everyone on Gotham who has died is coming back <laughs> well I don't know if I should say yeah <laughs> um he was also asked if he'll get this mu- if he'll ever get his mustache and he says he will get it later on but he's still too young for it I agree mustache would look weird on him right now. Mm-hmm. Looks great on like the um, chiseled, uh, you know, age chiseled face of of the the old Gordon. I, yeah. I expect nothing less, frankly. But is it weird that I kind of uh, want ben, like I want him to start smoking in the show? <laughs> no, I just keep thinking like, when's he gonna pull out the pipe? I'm so when's used to him uh, either pipe or cigarette, whatever. I'm so used to him being a smoker, though. Well, he never smoked in. TAS. Yeah, but, you know, I expected that. I've never, okay, I've never seen him smoke in Batman 66. He's never smoked in the uh, animated series. He's never smoked in any of the movies, to my knowledge. Um, maybe Nolan's movies, but I don't remember, I don't remember those him smoking there as either, well as, honestly. Yeah, I don't remember that. It but. hasn't been, you know, a popular thing to, let your, to have your characters do, I guess, as much recently. Um, but It's really just in the comics that he's always walking around with that damn pipe. Yeah, but that's that's the visual I have all the time. <laughs> now it's now it has, like, superimposed itself. Because it, when I think of the, even if I think of the BTAS, like, big old square-jawed mm-hmm. Gordon, yeah, I, I, like, remember him having a pipe. Yeah, I know it wasn't there. That's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um... Here's something awful. Uh, ben McKenzie says Barbara is in a coma, which means she's very much alive and coming back. He says they have a very complicated relationship, which they've only really begun to explore. Oh. There's a lot more to come. And, um, yeah. And he also says that they do want to deal with uh, Barbara Gordon proper, Batgirl, showing up at some point. Like, he wants to deal with the baby Barbara Gordon. They all want to deal with it. Or address it on Gotham. Yeah. I, I really... Uh, the more I hear him talk about it, I, I like to get my hopes up and everything, but we're just going to have to find a way. Whatever drug-induced state we have to do, we're going to have to find a way to enjoy Barbara. Nope. Not not in, not willing to do the research on that one. Uh, what research? I don't know. If they, keep writing her like the way that, if they keep writing her the way that they have, and she keeps acting the way that she has, I got no hopes for it. I'll keep watching the show, because that's what I do. The, but, the only... Uh, redress i really had uh, this season was at some point i just turned her into a drinking game mm-hmm. I, I call it that it's more of a coping mechanism like every time she annoyed me i would have a drink um mm-hmm. i called it a game afterwards so i felt better about it right it did help though 
Yeah, so Fox chairman and CEO Gary Newman says that they are open to having a Gotham spinoff. Hmm. I don't know what it would be yet. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe they can make that Penguin spinoff they've been looking to make ever since the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm going to pop over to... I wouldn't be, you know what would uh, be fun? And tomorrow. keep the tone of it? Hmm? You've already got. You, you, they've already mentioned Montoya, but she got uh, she got pulled off. Go ahead and keep it. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe let her show up later if if it's worth it. But I would mm-hmm. love a Hub City spinoff that focused on the question. Yeah. That would work well That'd in Gotham's cool. tone, I think. Yeah. Get on it, guys. Right. Can I have that for Christmas, Whoever. please? Should we contact Heller? No. Call t- contact <laughs> Berlanti, please. Berlanti. <laughs> I know we have issues with some of his stuff, too, but he's... Uh. Anyway, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Greg Berlandi, speaking of the of the devil himself, mm-hmm. is hinting, or he's not even hinting, he's saying that we will get hints of the Legion of Superheroes on one of their shows. Oh, cool. That far forward? Right. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Maybe they, don't, maybe they only go, like, <laughs> halfway there, and it's Brainiac 3 or something. Yeah. Um... Now, he does say that uh, Jonah Hex is coming to Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> That's, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm down. I'd like to see how they do his face makeup, um, too. That's going to be really cool. Or really terrible, but probably I, really cool. I want to say I mentioned this in the previous episode, but Jewel State of Firefly and Stargate Atlantis. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a future tech genius and roboticist Rachel Turner in Legends of Tomorrow. Ooh. So, I don't remember if I said that or not, but... I don't, I don't go, remember guys. knowing it, so... Yeah. I think it's new. Uh, and, uh, I don't trust myself on that. <laughs> I don't trust myself. <laughs> Kyle XY and Fringe alum Ali Liebert uh, mm-hmm. is going to be playing the role of a new love interest for the recently resurrected Sarah Lance. She will play the role of Lin- Lindsay Carlisle, described as a soft-spoken, intelligent lady who is the ideal picture of 1950s womanhood, except that she's hiding a deep secret, that which is that she's a lesbian, obviously. Not a big, not a big uh, happy time in 1950s. I mean, six um, years removed, no one cares too much. 50s, people cared a lot. Yeah, well, they still care, care a lot more than they care now, but <laughs> um, <laughs> still a of a lot less. So yeah, that's what they're doing. Um, over to Arrow, Wendy Miracle, executive producer, uh-huh. says Oracle is off the table. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Oracle is off the table. After all that. Yeah. After all that. But uh, the other one of the other Arrow EPs, Guggenheim, uh, Mark Guggenheim, says that there is a big game changer coming for the big bad in episode 15 of this season, but he won't say what it is. I mean, obviously, does he get more magical? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think Wendy Miracle did say that she said that uh, Damien Dark sees himself as a new god. And people are reading into that as being that he's going to be one of the new gods or something. Well, I don't know. I could deal with that. I could, but, you know, I don't necessarily believe that they... I, I think she just... <laughs> Wendy Mir- I don't know I that she just I don't threw know a couple words together the to mess with everybody, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know that she knows the new gods. I, yeah. I really don't. I doubt she's up on her Kirby, but... I don't know. Maybe she may she be. I, I, don't I, don't, know. I don't either. Yeah. She's been my least favorite. Um, some of my least favorite interview moments, uh, reading Arrow stuff, have been centered around her because it's yeah. it, it'll be stuff like, um, well, she's the one that breaks my heart normally. Is is what I'm getting to, 
every every yeah she's always the one that was like the buzzkill yeah, yeah every time there's something that i really wanted to happen she'll be she'll be the one that says no oracle sorry or every time there's something that i was hoping never to see again she'll be the one that comes on and says oh we think there's really lots more to explore there like, no there's not mm-hmm you have lollivered the fuck out of this thing leave it alone it is kind of her all the time isn't it i feel like well her guggenheim i don't know who else is left but... no the googs he's just a liar <laughs> Just a damn dirty liar. <laughs> so, uh, Vixen is getting a second season on CWC. Oh, they're going to make it an actual season? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be the same thing. Could, um, could we do anything like, other than that format? Uh, no, it's going to be that format. And they are hoping to, like, they are hoping to actually get it as, as far as, like, a... Uh, <clears throat> They are they are wanting to either have her stick around on Arrow or stick around on Legends of Tomorrow or give her her own series. One of the three, but she is gonna there is gonna be an animated second season on CWC with the same format. One where she meets Wanna Beast. I don't know. Or Animal Man. Neither hurts my feelings. One would hope. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When when um, we hit Billy Bud, that may be uh. That is that is going yeah. real deep. <laughs> of course, they are. I mean, they've already got Vixen. Shit. Yeah. So there is a new Flash promo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Featuring Wally West and Joe, and I don't know, but Joe says, "I'm a cop, remember?" And Wally goes, "Oh yeah, yes, the detective who didn't know we had a son." <laughs> and the hurt on Joe's face. The the hurt on Joe's face is palpable, oh, sir. Man. F this new kid, man. F him. I don't oh. want to. I don't want to hurt Joe like that. You don't hurt Joe like that. That's my Joe. Oh no no no! They'll bring it back. It's it's Douche. Wally. It's Wally. He'll you'll love him eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey, it's so never you... not happened before. <laughs> you uh, you ready to go cross-eyed now? Oh God, what? Um, I'm scared. Mm, I'm scared. I know. What show are we talking about? Uh, over over to uh, Eobard Thawne. Ooh. Yeah. Hi. He's gonna be coming back in the. Uh, the reverse flash returns and executive producer Andrew Kreisberg um, says that it is not earth Two uh, reverse flash. It is our reverse flash. He says time on our show does not unfold linearly. Sometimes you've seen events from one direction and then you start to see them from the other. This reverse flash is not exactly the reverse flash that we saw disintegrate at the end of the year. It's a reverse flash from an earlier timeline. It's not the Earth 2 reverse flash. It's the reverse flash. That is, hands down, one of our best episodes. So. Eh, look, I, I've seen the flow charts of, you know, the Doctor and River song. I can deal with that. I know, and that's what everyone's bringing up. But, you know, I keep thinking, if he did, if, if okay, if Eddie killed himself and that made him disintegrate, and he never existed, how the hell is he showing up from an earlier time? I, I don't understand how this show is even it, happening. I really don't. I want them to explain it, that it, so It much. matters whether time is linear, or, uh, it, or like you said, bootstrapped to itself, or it, there's a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, time is so fucked up when you get it. In, it you can kind of do whatever you want to with it. The, I think the more important thing is you can pick whatever rules you want, because, eh, let's face it, there's I, a lot of good I, theories about I how think, time works, but... You can I still... think MTV's Project Almanac is a good example of why that's not true. <laughs> as but, soon as MTV uh, tried to tackle it, we should know. But 
<laughs> Here's my thing. I think I, I was roped. There's not. I was roped into seeing that movie with with Matt from the MCU cast. So we both sat down and they showed MTV presents or whatever, and we both looked at each other and went, "Oh, <laughs> deflated, right?" <laughs> Immediately. But I like. All right, you're not going to be able to pick a theory of time travel. Where I'm like, that's scientifically not true. Fuck you. I don't know. I it, but there's a lot of play. It, just stick to the rules you've. You've chosen. That's mm-hmm. the important thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I can't prove that they haven't. And hell, I watched They haven't Quantum given Leap me any for, rules. <laughs> you, you've watched Quantum Leap straight through, right? Like, episode for episode straight Absolutely. through. Um, Absolutely. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen him in anywhere near the right order. And I don't remember where this where this falls. Do you remember an episode where he, he's uh, talking to an older guy that used to be... Um, I think he used to be in sci-fi. He was like, you know, a Johnny Rocket kind of guy or... But he mm. he's explaining to the guy that his machine might work if he stops thinking of time as like a string and balls the string together and puts it in his hand and think this is more like what time is. Mm-hmm. You can't go from I one do. thing to the other. Uh, how I do I think Doctor Who stole that concept a few years later. <laughs> right. um, but where where was that in the series? Like front, back, middle? Uh, I think it was about, uh, it was around like the middle. Middleish. Like I would say. Yeah. It's been way too long. So like I, like I watched Quantum Leap straight through when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Which is hard to do in syndication, but it can be done if you're very diligent about sitting down on a TV at certain times. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, I was I was happy to go through like half of that series without apparently half of that series without really having a functioning theory of time travel. And then they gave it to him. He was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's completely messed up." But it, but I mean, it works. Explains everything. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Maybe feel it explains like everything is a strong term. It was a very workable, functioning version of time travel it gave them it, it gave them parameters that i didn't feel like uh they contradicted within the course well, of the he, show. well no i mean he wasn't changing well he was changing things but he was possessing people it, eh. anyway there was stuff that was never actually there was stuff on quantum leap that was never resolved oh yeah stuff that like we thought that certain things were happening that like maybe god was sending him places and then he had like a conversation with what may have been God at the end of the series, who was also a bartender in this little pocket reality or something. Right. But there were also evil leapers and, a, and an evil version of their project who were running around like wronging the rights that he... Uh, and a lot of that didn't get resolved because the show was canceled. I know. So. I, know. I always wanted a reunion special anyway, to pick up some of those pieces. Me too. Oh man, there was, there was a point where like, they were talking about, uh, there was a rumor that part of the Enterprise deal with Scott Bakula was that UPM was going to do like a miniseries for Quantum Leap, and he he would guest star like for six episodes out of the season, but the show would feature his daughter running around in time, doing the same thing he was, but trying to find him. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it just never happened. So. Apparently, uh, Donald Belisario is talking about doing a, a, a reboot movie now. So yeah, anyway, okay. that's not DC, that's Quantum Leap. <laughs> Point being, I don't care what you do with time travel, just pick something and, and stick with it. And I do care. Um, Flash so far hasn't, they haven't fully explained their, their model of time travel. They've kind of given you hints here and there, yeah. at just enough to get through. That's what I was saying. Uh, but they haven't really... They've given me just enough that I can't binge. Yeah, they, they, they do. They owe us some explanations. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been pending yet. I haven't. I'm still mm. good. Yeah. So, uh... Grant Gustin has news for anyone thinking Zoom is Evil Barry from Earth 2. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he says, I don't think it's going to be Evil Barry, but I was pitching that idea really early on. 
Like, how fun would that be? It'd be so cool. Right. I just selfishly wanted to play the villain. <laughs> I didn't even know who it was. I didn't even know who it was until last night, actually. I hadn't asked. I asked way more questions last year. Uh, Jesse L. Martin likes to know as little as possible, and I'm kind of taking that route this year, so I'm surprised when I see the scripts and surprised when I do it. Right. I hadn't asked who Zoom was. I didn't want to know, but... Uh, Greg Berlani called me last night to catch up and talk about the episodes, and that came up, and he broke down the whole story for me and how it's going to evolve and what's going to happen. So I do know now. Mm. See, and again, one half of me is thinking, great. I'm glad the explanation's good. Don't want to be spoiled. Let's let's do this. Let's let's watch these episodes. The other part of me wants to like call somebody at the NSA and see if that call got tapped and can I get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. I'll be patient, I yep. suppose. So Andrew Kreisberg is talking about Cisco. He says, although Cisco is finally com- comfortable with his vibe powers, uh, but sorry, he says Cisco is comfortable in his vibe powers. But in the upcoming episode, he's going to start to learn just how powerful he can really be, um, which in turn would send him on a very different hero's journey. Cool. I'm down. Yeah, I mean he's um, kind of he hasn't shown any real offensive uh, powers so far, right? It's I hardly really even know. defensive. He's pretty much got. I guess it's called psychometry right now. Like he can pretty much just locate people. I guess people. so, yeah. And, and then I guess he gets glimpses of what they're up to. But um, mm-hmm. he's got real offensive capabilities, though. If you if you uh, flesh him out completely. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he I, gets I, to destroy some stuff. I want to see the vibe breakdance. <laughs> I think that's the one thing they were excited about never doing. <laughs> Um, so new pictures of Ronnie Raymond's Death Storm and Killer Frost have shown up on uh, on the internet. It's uh, obviously of Earth Earth Earth. One of my Will Smith and in Independence Day. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Earth. Uh-huh. Um, Earth Two. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not much to say about that. There's just pictures running around. Excited for that. Yeah. Kevin Smith is directing an episode of The Flash. Yeah. That could be cool. I think it's going to feel yeah. a lot like uh, if anyone ever watched Reaper, which I thought was pretty good, actually. Um, I never saw it because I knew it was going to be canceled. It actually it <laughs> held out longer than you thought it would, though. Yeah. Um, what was it, like two like seasons? You were, you were right, but for the wrong reasons for, for about two years, though. It, well, it, it seemed hung like in there, the, plucky little bastard. I think it was, again, Matt Carroll over the MCU cast um, told me, oh, man, you guys see Reaper is directed by Kevin Smith. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds great. He explained it to me. It did. It sounded amazing. And I thought, there's no way it's going to last. I forgot who it is playing the devil. Um, <laughs> it, it, it sounds too good. Phenomenal job. And then at some point, Michael Ian Black gets involved. And mm-hmm. ah, I forget who his partner is on the show. I never can remember his name. Poor it guy. did. It sounded too good. Um, it's going to be one of those heartbreak shows for me. It is. It is very much a heartbreak show. Like, I had to look it up, uh, look up the ending on a freaking AMA somewhere. But I think it did mm. finally get. It, someone did finally suggest what the ending was supposed to be. But anyway, um, mm. I think it's going to feel a lot like that. Mm. I just do. And he, he, it was a it was a fun little quirky little show. It just it seems like it'll fit. If he does what he did with like the pilot of Reaper, it'll fit okay in Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kreisberg says that they're building up to a return to Gorilla Grodd and Gorilla City. Like building up their bank account so they can do it? Probably, but he says they're... <laughs> Like building it up like they built up Rachel Ghoul and Arrow. You know how like they started out with like, you know, dropping League of Assassins. Right. Eh, here's Nissa. Mention Parbot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. All I can do with that. Um I like Gorilla Grodd. 
He's he's <laughs> yeah, he's been done really well so far in the show. Yeah. Uh Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica will also be joining the Flash uh for an upcoming episode called Potential Energy. Uh apparently he's playing uh a villain known as the Turtle or <laughs> Turtle Man. <laughs> he is a bad guy who could literally slow down time. Um Entertainment Weekly is saying that the turtle is Cisco Ramon's white whale and noted that Barry himself has been in the dark about the fact that Cisco has been trying to find this particular character throughout the second season. I don't know what that... <laughs> I don't know what that... I don't know. I don't remember seeing any indications that he had like some backhand agenda to find some turtle. Me either, man. Me... <laughs> I don't remember anything even like that but okay me either i don't know i don't know he can just slow time um, he can't like speed it up and just just slow it just I and, guess. and he can't stop it just slow it i uh i don't know so you can just make <laughs> barry run at normal speeds for small small bouts of time yeah that's a deep cut man i'm pretty sure i, I think i remember something like that in the comics other than other than jimmy olsen being a turtle <laughs> that is uh, there are very few mentions of turtles in my memory in these comics, and he is completely not not in the landscape. I have no, no idea who that is. No. Sorry. Oh, man. So, once again, rumors have sprung up about Supergirl and flashing over, uh, fla- crossing over with the Flash or Arrow. And um, Berlani is saying that if they were going to do it in Season 1, they've got about a month to work that out. Um and at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour, Glenn Geller said, I have to be really careful what I say here. Watch and wait and see what happens. That sounds like a yes. Hmm. They may, well, not necessarily. I'm just saying. They could just drop in some, like, mention. Earlier this year, they were saying hang. no, absolutely not. And yeah. now they're saying maybe. Yeah, maybe. How much pressure do you think they're getting? And who's who's applying the pressure? Is it you think it's like CW asking CBS or the other way around? Honestly, I think it's the fans. I think it's fans that people keep asking. Like the press wants it, the fans want it. I'm sure the I know the EPs want it. I know Berlani wants it. We've talked about it though. Do we really want it? I'm not sure I really want it. Not yet. I I will take it. I'll take it. I'll watch the fuck out of that. It's, I'm not sure it's I would one do of those it yet, things. Though. It's one of those things where someone can like walk over and be like, "Hey, you want this?" And I'll be like, "Sure. What is it?" <laughs> yeah, is it free? It's free. Yeah, I want it. What is sure, it? Sure, I'll take that. What is this? Like... <laughs> Ooh, an itchy sweater. Excellent. <laughs> um, I don't know. I <clears throat> Flash has just so much going on. It- Again, my big problem with it, and this is something that I hope they find a way around because it'll bother me, is I think of Arrow as a guy that would know if there was a Supergirl or a Superman hanging around somewhere. Yeah, but if they do like an uh, alternate reality, man, I mean, then we're talking. Let's say, let's say they're trying to get Jay back to Earth Two, and they they like go through, or they're gonna go see, if they're gonna take down Zoom or some crap, mm-hmm. and instead they wind up in you know, Supergirl land, or she just shows up on the flash or something, you know, I mean, they can do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, and we, we even talked about, well, what if she was just part of earth too? It's a little better, but then my, and I'm not sure if this is a good enough gripe. I, I feel good about my first gripe, but this one, I'm not sure if I'm going too far. Um, mm-hmm. then I'm starting to wonder like, all right, well, you're telling me there's like a Supergirl and a Superman in a world where there's a zoom killing speedsters and none of them have tried to help out on that. Yeah. 
I don't know They're if they have a Justice 52. League or a JSA over there. They would have a JSA, I guess. But Probably, yeah. I, I, there are at least 52 universes, man. Right. <laughs> is it back to 52 now? <laughs> I don't know. It was, I thought it, it was. thousands upon thousands, and then it was one, and then it was 52, and then it was 51, because one of them pretty much got obliterated, and then, then mm-hmm. they went back to 52, I guess? After I don't know. I think it expanded some more. Like I said, they can't keep it together for long. The Wolf by the Years, that one. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. All I know is that after um, Dan DiDio, Jeff Johns, and Grant Morrison got done with me, I had 52 cuts in my ass. Right. Um, <laughs> there are times where I, I, there are times where I think Morrison did a whole hell of a lot to, to help that problem, and then uh, then you go through something like Batman Inc. and you go, dude, come on, what? You just solved a little bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they're all valid. They're all valid. Um. So there are a lot of clips of Supergirl. Uh huh. One where she's flying with Martian Manhunter and talking about some stuff, and one with uh. If you had like a flying buddy, wouldn't that be like something you did every Sunday afternoon? Yeah. You know? Hey, it's pretty well, outside. Yeah. You want to go fly around together? Sure. Yeah, I mean, she's talking about it's fun, and he's like, "It's not about fun. It's about training, training, and training you in the proper flying techniques." Um. And they have a, there, there's another clip of John Jones pretending to be Maxwell Lord. Can my a, first question be, there are improper flying techniques? I'm confused. I guess so. I suppose so. I don't know. I was a little confused about that myself. Um, there's a there's a clip with, uh, there are a bunch of clips, like a clip with Cat uh, Grant talking to Lucy about a job offer, and they're all from childish things, I think, so a lot of them are delightful, so I'm just going to leave that for the uh, our episode review, which is coming. At some right. point, when the show comes out, we'll we'll put out a review. So, um, more casting news: Laura Vandervoort, uh, who was Supergirl on Smallville, she is going to be on Supergirl as Indigo, um, which is apparently a strong-willed supercomputer who was sentenced to Fort Ross after turning against the people of Krypton. That sounds kind of cool. And Kreisberg says there's going to be an episode coming up that's going to have Melissa, Laura, and Helen Slater all in the same episode. It'll be three generations of Supergirl. That stop, dude. <laughs> what? I, it the the first like uh, like her parents so far have turned me off to all the nods. Is that uh-huh. am I being unfair there? Well, sure, but well, her parents didn't turn me off. Helen Slater turned me off. Well, it didn't. It Kane didn't do didn't, a lot. Kane did a good job. Kane, I mean, for the two seconds he was on screen, he did okay. It just it. <laughs> I feel like didn't we do the nod? Is it? I mean, it, it was cute. It was cute. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to go back and keep nodding at things. We understand. You, you, you can go do a real show. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm all for respecting the past and all, but I mean, yeah, it's a little much. I'm okay with you know former Supergirl and Smallville because she was okay being uh, Indigo. Whatever. Um, he did say something that kind of kind of hit me a little bit. He was like, "The hope is that you know some." The, the future Supergirl, the next generation of Supergirl, will be watching that episode. Okay, well, yeah. All right, you said the right thing to make me have the feels, but... <laughs> I don't want to see Helen Slater again. I just don't. <laughs> she was so bad. I don't know. It, that It's still, like, is that even necessary? Is it, okay, somewhere in the world, there there is probably a person who's going to be the next Supergirl. I'm, I'm willing to assume probably. that's going to happen. Do they have to see all three? Is it not okay for them to just see Melissa and be like, oh, that would be a cool role one day? 
Yeah. Do they need the entire freaking history? Uh, no one's doing that with Batman. No one's saying like, well, you know, if we don't get Michael Keaton on Gotham, I don't know if we're ever going to have a next generation of Batman. Oh, don't say that, man. Don't say that. I mean, people have done that. I mean, Brave and the Bold did... They had Conroy and West in the same episode with Diedrich Bader. Oh, yeah. And it was wonderful. But those were uh-huh. voices. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's slightly different. No. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being pissy about it for fuck knows what reason. It, I, it, sure, bring it on. <laughs> oh, I mean, I just don't like Helen Slater. That's all. That's my only issue. She was just actively bad in the last one we saw her in. That's all I'm saying. Kept trying to give um, me a freaking sandwich. I mean, maybe some of that was just her her character or whatever. I don't know. Um, well, we didn't like also we be, didn't like what they were doing mm, with her her reaction to the Supergirl thing. Like, no. We thought she was being unnecessarily kind of mean, really, to um mm-hmm. to her to sister. Alex. But, yeah, but damn, yeah. Like, yeah, we just didn't like what they did with her at all during the episode. <laughs> Yeah, she was mean to Alex, or as you know her, Carol. As I know her, I, Carol. <laughs> I have just started calling her Danvers, period. I, I know yeah. that part's right, so I'm just sticking with Danvers. Yeah, yeah. that's my, my, one of my favorite things. I look forward to it every episode, every Supergirl episode where you call her Carol. Right. <laughs> and it I'm got like, cemented. who? It just got cemented <laughs> at some point, and I can't get out of it. <laughs> um... They've, they're also bringing in Jeff Branson to play Master Jailer, who was Fort Ross's most brutal guard. Seeing the escaped inmates unleashed, the better be with that name, city. man. Yeah, uh, seeing the uh, escaped inmates unleashed their wrath, uh, unleash their wrath on National City, only stirs up his inner vigilante, and he goes on a merciless hunt to round up the prisoners and restore justice to the universe. Oh, so kind of a good guy, I guess. Kind of. It sounds like Supergirl's going to try to rein him in, probably. Um, That's not boring. Yeah, I know. And Italia Ricci is apparently playing a ter- uh, the bleh, a silver banshee there. Um. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't seen her in a while. Oh, yeah, I know. I haven't even heard that name oh, in a while, actually. Here's something that's kind of, uh, well, blasphemy. Um, <laughs> they are, on Supergirl, they're going to be adapting for The Man Who Has Everything by Alan Moore. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. Kreisberg says he's been pitching this since he started on Supergirl. Um, for the people who don't know, the man for the man who has everything is an issue by Alan Moore, um, where pretty much the Justice League kind of pop over to the Fortress of Solitude for Superman's birthday, um, and Mongol is there, and he's got like the Black Mercy alien plant on Superman and making him hallucinate that he's that nothing ever happened and he's he grew up on Krypton. So, essentially what they're saying is we're going to have a whole episode where we have to deal with freaking Krypton talk. Yeah, that part I'm not looking forward to. But there's a really great scene in that. Like, it, uh, Make sure I'm remembering this right. There, well, there are several. There, yeah, it's an Alan Moore, so <laughs> that goes without fucking saying. But they uh, isn't that the one where like you have a nice scene where like Superman's having to say goodbye to the kid he never he never had? Like He, he oh, knows man. there's something wrong with his universe. Like He's, he's got the voice in the back of his head thing going this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right and he kind of has this dialogue so, yeah. where he, he even tells the kid i have to say goodbye to you because this isn't real and, like, uh, that does sound really familiar it, it's been a while since i read that i'm pretty sure that's where that scene belongs it um but yeah man it there could be a lot of that there could be a lot of that i guess yeah you're right yeah, i'm not looking I'm, forward I'm, to the, the dialect but it's a cool story the thing i remember the most i think is that this is the first time that robin meets wonder woman oh he's just gobsmacked and, 
Yeah, and Batman looks over at him and goes, clean thoughts, chum. Right. (laughs) (laughs) From which I can infer that he knows you don't have clean thoughts the first time you meet Wonder Woman. So I can guess that he had the same reaction the first time he met Wonder Woman. Uh Uh-huh. I, it, isn't that right? I could see that being Batman's internal dialogue. First time he actually meets Diana, remember your training, remember your training, remember your training, remember your training, remember your training. Hi, I'm Wonder Woman. Boobies. I mean, <laughs> training, training, training. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. so you, you met Batman. Yeah, he, he yelled boobies at me and then started just saying training <laughs> over and over again. It was really weird. Yeah, that's what Batman does sometimes. Then he left the room really quickly. He left the room really quickly a lot, all the time. With very <laughs> varying around. degrees of shame. I turned around and he was gone. Right. No, he was just over there under the desk. You don't want wherever, to know he was Wherever he was, I could still hear him muttering, remember your training, remember your training, remember your training. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know how I feel about about that. It's gonna. The episode's gonna be called for the girl who has everything. I don't. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. I kind of. One of the things I hope they do. She hasn't had a birthday on the show yet, right? I don't think so. So I'm. You know, obviously, I'm hoping they make this a birthday episode for her. Just stick as many things in there as we can from the real actual story. Mm-hmm. I don't know who her super friends would be exactly, <laughs> but whatever. It's gonna be Win and Jimmy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like. And and John Jones. John Jones. No, it's I, right now. It'd be like, oh, how would how would he'll probably be he'll probably be integral in breaking the psychic connection that the Black Mercy has on her or something. It's just like her entire thing is just like her giant. Maybe maybe we won't get Kryptonian dialect. It'll just be like a workplace version of that where Cat treats her well, uh-huh. and when doesn't oh. give her puppy eyes all the time, and Jimmy's really I into wish. her. I wish. And I guess uh, Danvers and and Maxwell Lord are are dating, but that's okay because he's not evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, uh, there are new clips of Batman Bad Blood. Uh, one featuring a smooth talking Nightwing on the phone with Starfire. Nice. And they're getting kind of, they're kind of getting sexy with their talking. Like, she's like, I, it's been weeks. I don't remember how you feel. And he's like, I can fix that. But he's fighting Blockbuster <laughs> while he's talking to her. And he's lying to her. Like, She's like, are you on your way? And he's like, yeah, I'm stuck in traffic. What's all that noise? Construction. He's fighting Blockbuster. Right. It's, it's um, a version and then Ro- of construction. It's the demo portion. Yeah. And, right. And then Alfred, you know, calls him with a, with an emergency. And he's like, okay, I really don't want to do this, but I've got to let you go. Um, the other one is called The Night Batman Died, featuring Batwoman telling Dick and Damien about, you guessed it, The Night Batman Died. Yay. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to watch this one. You really, I mean, it, the, they've been, I, I, I realize like the DCAU is, is properly tucked away and done, and these are just kind of a string of things, but, mm-hmm. the, you know, look all the way back to BTS. Like, you remember the Don't You Want to Rev Your Harley line? That, that was, yeah. as a kid, I was like, did, did they, can, can we say that? Is that, I know what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was surprised. Speaking of Bruce Tim. Speaking of Bruce Tim's misogyny, um, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Bruce Tim uh, says that the uh, it has nothing to do with misogyny. Mm-hmm. The Killing Joke. Well, maybe I've heard that that is that particular story is pretty misogynistic. Uh, I've read it. I didn't. I didn't agree, but whatever. It didn't um, strike me as such. But okay. Nah. 
Um, women in fridges, you know. But yeah. the killing joke is a bit short, so uh, they're going to carefully add to the original story to make it movie length. Oh, they're just going to flesh out a couple things, I guess? I guess so. Chris White sent this to us. and Yeah, yeah. He's kind of not really on board with it, but... I didn't catch the part where it was to make it movie length. Apparently I skipped that. Um, I didn't have a problem with them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I watched, a, I watched a video. I watched a video of Bruce Tim saying, The Killing Joke is very short. <laughs> Too short to make into a movie. I mean, he's right. It's like a 40-minute story if you did it right now. Yeah. May, if that. I, I think you could draw if it out, that. especially... Because the, the scenes in the... Um, kind of on the in the actual uh what do you call it the roller coaster ride or whatever mm-hmm. wouldn't go by that quickly especially uh batman tracking him down through the amusement park it, they would those scenes would crawl they'd be they're very slow pacing right right um well there are like later a lot of scoring there are later stories that they could that they like, kind of like complement the the killing joke and flesh out stuff so they could bring some of that in yeah um i mean some might say it's you know heresy or something but i'm sure they will they'll they'll bitch about it whatever and, you know it's the it's the killing joke like so so much of stuff that's just accepted canon is either mentioned there or straight up came from it mm-hmm. you, you've got a mm-hmm. lot of stuff to play with I mean, oh i really care you can have about, whole like, oracle never... scenes now if you want to she's yeah you could flash forward that's to no point. man's land if you fucking want to i, don't think. I think um I don't give a shit as long as as Hamill as long as Hamill and Conroy are there. I don't really give a shit. It really no, if, if it wanted. was the worst thing I've ever seen, that would really make it easier to swallow. I admit. Um, I just don't think it's going to be the worst thing I've ever seen, though. No, no. I you know I just wanted I just wanted Joker to to shoot and paralyze Barbara Gordon in the animated series. I didn't need the entire uh, killing joke done. I just want I I could because I love that character development for Barbara. I I right. always thought that she became a more powerful character when she was not Batgirl. Now she's Batgirl again, and I'm fine with that too because I always wanted her to become Batgirl again. But I felt like she needed to go through a certain amount of pain and trauma and self realization, as all superheroes do, and to become a more fleshed out character. She becomes a badass on several fronts. I mean, uh, there's a couple mm-hmm. stories where when. Uh, when the league is really having a crisis, like well, in one of the crises, uh, John Jones mm-hmm. gets taken off the fucking map for a while, so they lose their little their linkage. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. Oracle just steps right in, no problem. Yeah, but she's cool enough that she could take over for the Martian Manhunter. That's that's got to be yeah, ain't shabby. No, it's not. Um, we actually uh, we have a new listener, Christian Fuentes. Uh, he messages on uh, on Facebook. He says, I heard about this podcast after a few mentions and a guest stint on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm starting from the first episode and working my way up. Can't wait to catch up to you folks. Not even done with the first episode and I'm already hooked. He does say, admittedly, I'm cheating and have it on double speed. I have to catch up somehow. <laughs> Can't blame it. Dude. Can't blame Welcome. Me. Absolutely. Welcome. Let me say it a little slower so you hear it in my actual voice. Welcome. <laughs> uh, oh. I, I mean, that, that yeah. really is like how we have to edit for the most part. It is. Um, I haven't had to resort to it during the break here. You know, just doing news episodes and stuff. Um, yeah. I have time in my life to do a news episode correctly. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not like I do them incorrect. Anyway, point is... As many shows as we're going to be covering man. here coming up, yeah, you got you got to take it where it comes as far as saving time. Yeah, I'd be surprised if people aren't listening to it like that on a normal basis. I don't know. 
I mean, we have like five episodes a week. How I, I, I barely understand what I'm saying at normal speed, though. How anyone's understanding me at 2x is really impressive. Uh, it's more like, uh, you know, 1.64. Hmm. Uh, uh, more than that, and yeah, you, you, you're gibberish, man. I would, I, I believe it. I used to yeah. do that, I, I did, uh, that scoping thing that I did for forever. That was the only way I, mm-hmm. only way I survived. Like, mm-hmm. You match the, uh, no one knows what the fuck scoping is, it's not gun related. Like, you, you match, you're doing, like, <laughs> proofreading for court reporters, so... They give you the transcript that they wrote, but they wrote it way too fast, so it's like 70% right. And then you have to go listen to the audio of the actual you know, deposition or court case or whatever the hell it is. And um, yeah, the only way to not shoot yourself in the head listening to dialogue like that is to put it in as fast as you can possibly do it with and still understand what they're saying. Yep. It's your only hope. I, I, yeah, I, I, did, I did it a few times I myself. I did like... Ugh. Hundreds of hours of of audio that I've listened to uh, from court settings and in, in in general, and like one of those was actually a, a really interesting case. One, so I got two hours of 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 actually slowing it down, going, "Oh my god, what happened next?" And then the rest of it was just, "Oh lord, courts are boring people." Every time I, I have to admit, every time I heard you talk about scoping, I always imagined um, just rinsing your mouth out a lot. Yeah, yeah, with scope. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, some people are freaks, they pay for weird things. Right. Until I eventually explained. If you found your niche. Right. Because <laughs> you do have a filthy mouth. It's, just, it's not how it would be, you know, phrased, though. Like, you know, when people brush their teeth, they don't call it colgating. Right. <laughs> I'm cresting this morning. I have to crest before I go to bed, too. Maybe you don't, but... I'm safe with that. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Well, I, uh, I I think that's all the news I have. Did we run out? We finally ran out of news? I think we did. We ran out of news. Oh, good. I believe. I'm sure there's someone out there going, why didn't you talk about thing? Whatever. I don't know. We tried. Because I didn't want to. Uh, it's it's a matter of we tried. Uh, this is our last real, this was our last like light week, too. It's all, it's all ramping up from here. Mm-hmm. 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 And then you guys are going to have a lot more DC on screen coming. Mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned several times when, like, uh, you got Flashback, you got Arrowback, you got L.O.T. Apparently, we've decided we're going to cover Lucifer 2. Why not? Mm-hmm. Sure. We don't have real lives. Dave and Jason crawled through 45 miles of shit. <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm thinking not. It, by the way, it, Sorry. The, the Lucifer um... <laughs> promos that are out so far? Hell yes. Mm. I'm not even looking at that. I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking at it. I've only seen a couple, and that's because they actually were bothering to air it. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. they've been pimping that during football. Let's put it that way. They they feel really good about this. I, it and it really does. I don't see too many times where they pimp something during football. Like, you're not going to see an Arrow <laughs> or Flash commercial. You, right. you saw Supergirl, but that was because it was on CBS, and they threw they threw everything at Supergirl. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any Gotham. I want to say, maybe, well, no, maybe that's not true. That's not true. Fox has got Gotham, so Monday nights they got them. They got them a little bit, but man, you know, I'm a little worried about bringing in Lucifer news to 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 the news show, mainly because you know you you, <laughs> you make a, a Google alert for Lucifer, you're gonna get some weird shit in there. <laughs> it will be our most trying hour. It really. I will. can only imagine it will be. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of like flag as irrelevant. Flag as irrelevant. Flag is a real. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a minute. 
You're going to have to put, like, Lucifer TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the only way I've gotten anything relevant out of Flash TV show. Well, I did The Flash. The Flash. It works out well for me, except when they're talking about uh, when Adobe is trying to <laughs> do something. Right. Replace a thing, or, or that, that damn uh, Ricky and the Flash movie. Oh, that's mm. that's been all over my radar. I used to get. I don't even want to know about it. Stuff about roofing because apparently there's flashing involved in roofing. Arrow's particularly bad about that too. Like there's like a lot of weird crap. A lot of hunting stuff. If you just type in Arrow and news. A lot of that. A lot of a lot of murders in places named Arrow. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I saw like a lot of. Now I got a lot of that with uh, Constantine because there was a, a highly. Uh, there's a, a a big big deal trial happening. I forget where in Europe, but um, somebody over there named Constantine was in deep shit. Hmm. There was a ton of that. There's a few cities named Constantine, so that came up all I the like time. I like to imagine that that was our our real world version of John, because <laughs> you know he would be. I don't think this guy got out of it at the end of the episode. <laughs> I don't remember where that went. Apparently, there's well, a lot of in the real uh, world. John wouldn't right. <laughs> A lot of uh, soccer-related stuff. Hmm. It got weird. Like, Supergirl's a lot easier to do. Legends of Tomorrow. Who the, who the hell else is using that title? Right. Gotham. Oh, my God. So many New York writers like to be like to be cool and call New York Gotham instead. Dude, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's just messing up my searches. That's my big problem. You're messing up my search engines. Keep having a flag yep. all over those roads. All right. Um, well, I think we should probably call it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go adjust our <laughs> engines more. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We are DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, as a matter of fact, if you, we are running a promotion, we ran it at the beginning of this episode. Uh, if you want us to draw you something, go give us a five star rating and review or something. Or, or as Jason puts it, a more honest one, if you feel compelled. <laughs> Um, over on iTunes and, and or Stitcher. I'll take Stitcher. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, then uh, email us at dconscreen at gmail.com and um, tell us what character you want and which uh, which person you want to, want to draw it for you, me or Jason, and we're going to draw you whatever. So, and send it to you. you got to send us an address, though, or whatever. If you are interested in a podcast uh, that is similar to ours, but about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Go check out our friends Matt and Jeff at the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, MCU and uh, DC on screen are both part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can go to giantsizeteamup.com and check out the shows there. Um, We'll see you guys next week. Until then, keep some DC on your screen. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. 
you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.